Welcome to Out of the Ordinary, the show that helps you grow a daily life that matters. I'm Lisa Jo Baker. And I'm Christy Purifoy. And you know those conversations with a friend that go late into the night because you just can't stop talking? Well, this is the podcast version of that. Last week, we talked and talked and then realized there was a deeper conversation we needed to have. And so it spilled over into this episode. It was deep and meaningful. And also, you guys, <laughs> there is part of it where we talked about how smoothies and tea have become my least favorite drinks overnight, all because of Jesus. <laughs> so I know that's a very weird sentence. You'll just have to keep listening. Get comfy, friends. Here we go. Okay, we're still talking. That's right. You are joining <laughs> us live for this episode that's releasing. But what Christy and I ended up doing is last week, I shared a tiny happy thing, which was to do with giving up for the very first time something that was pleasurable mm-hmm. for Lent, which I've never done before. Then we ended the episode. I hit stop. And Christy said to me, you know, we should just keep talking because I've had some of the same experiences as you because I gave up wine for Lent. And mm-hmm. I was like, wait, you what? And then I said, <laughs> wait, let's just hit record and capture let's these reactions talking. Live. So welcome to the conversation that's still going. <laughs> Christy, you're on. What? Yes. And actually, it's funny because last week I also shared that I'm reading this fantastic memoir um, by Adam McHugh called Blood from a Stone, a memoir of how wine brought me back from the dead, which irony. Yeah, I decided like you. So I loved your description of what you're experiencing right now with Lent for the first time of how you identified a pleasure, a good thing, a simple pleasure of ordinary life. So your coffee, your daily coffee, and your fun with the mixing in, and and you can tell us more about it. But I did something similar this year too. And and whereas in years past, I have focused more on adding, like I have added prayer, structured kind of prayer to my life, like trying to pray the hours or, you know, I, I, I generally add reading you know, Linton-themed reading to my life, which I also did this year, you know, purposely went out and found some books that I feel like are things I want to read over Lent. So, I've always done that. But yeah, I don't even, can't even pinpoint why, but this year I just felt like, nope, a part of this experience is, is letting go of something that creates a little space and maybe a little discomfort so that in that moment, you do have to turn to Jesus. And so for me, um, well, and I, I will say if I had given up coffee, Lisa Joe, that would have been very difficult. <laughs> so maybe, <laughs> I don't even want to think about it, but maybe next year that's what I, I should do. But oh, I don't even want to think about it because I, I can't imagine waking up without my cup of coffee. I but, know. I know. It's, let's, let's just say I lie in bed and feel sad. I used to think like, like I literally used to like be like, oh, but there's coffee waiting for me. Right, and now there right. isn't. There's only Jesus. <laughs> oh, Lisa Joe. I lie and in bed and feel sad. Truth. I literally, Christy, I have to be honest to our listeners. We had maybe a quarter of a bottle of iced coffee left in our fridge. And one morning I made one of those and I told Jesus it didn't count because it wasn't hot coffee. I was just going to have it because it was going bad. I just had like, I was like, Jesus, and I know you're watching me right now, but I am going to drink this. I cannot have it in our house. 
And the day this all started, I also got a brand new delivery from Amazon of my favorite co- like oh, hot no. coffee. I had to hide it from myself because <laughs> I'm so sad. Like I opened the boxes and I was so sad. And I was like, look, Jesus, look how pretty my coffee is. <laughs> Oh, Lisa Joe. <laughs> so I, I want to preface this with saying that I feel like failing to do the thing we set out to do is part of the thing. But okay, I'm also saying you. that and saying, Lisa Joe, I am not giving you permission to go out now and fail again by getting coffee. No, I'm no. not. <laughs> I am saying I you already failed coffee. and it's okay. <laughs> but don't do it but again. Don't do it again. <laughs> I know. I was at Panera yesterday working and editing because I cannot sit on my at my desk anymore. And I was so sad. I ordered a smoothie. <laughs> it was the saddest day ever. Sad. My sad smoothie. smoothie. And all I want is a cappuccino. And the smoothie didn't do it. So later I got a tea and it didn't help. I put I put half and half in the tea like to try and make it taste richer. <laughs> So oh, <laughs> the sad Linton life of Lisa Joe Baker. Well, here's my sad story, Lisa Joe. I had told Jonathan that I wanted to do this. You know, I wasn't going to drink any alcohol over Lent. And um, and for me, that often usually generally looks like um, a glass of wine with dinner. And especially, I will say, for me, it's a glass of wine for dinner with dinner on like a Monday night, a Tuesday night, which is my way of saying, okay, here we are. It's not the weekend. Nothing good is happening. I have a million things to do. I'm behind on email, but at least I can sit with my family and enjoy a glass of wine with our meal. And that also, I'm just going to be honest here, you know, the gift, the gift for those who do partake of wine and other alcoholic drinks on occasion is that it does calm you and relax you and make you feel like things are more enjoyable. And I'll be honest, I love dinner time with my family. I love it. I love the conversation, but I'm a highly sensitive person. And the noise my children make at the table is (laughs) like fingernails on a chalkboard. It is very hard for me to relax sometimes and just enjoy our time together. So a glass of wine on a Tuesday night (laughs) helps me to do that. And so anyway, I felt like that is a pleasure. That is a comfort for me. Again, I don't, I don't, uh, you know, we know in these conversations, like certain things, ple- most pleasures can be abused. So, you know, we're right, all aware of that. Right. So I'm not talking about that. We're not, we're not here talking about giving up a sin. We're talking about giving up a, a, a sweet, ordinary, you know, pleasure. So I felt like I had told John, oh, I'm going to do this. And uh, knowing that there would come those Monday nights where I would just, I would be making dinner and slogging through it. And, you know, I'm feeling like, darn, you know. Well, Jonathan, I don't, I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know. But anyhow, right, <laughs> be good. right as Lent is beginning, I feel like maybe had even begun. I feel like it was the first week. So um, in the past, I have sometimes complained to Jonathan on a Monday night because he tends to do more of the the shopping, the errands. Oh, you know how I just love to have, you know, a bottle of of wine on hand so I can, uh, you know, have a glass with dinner and we don't have any in the house. And because he doesn't really drink wine, he doesn't think of it. And so I have maybe complained in the past, like, hey, when you're out, can you just make sure, you know, that you pick something (laughs) up? And um, so, yeah, the first week of Lent, (laughs) I come home or I notice as I'm making dinner that all of a sudden and my kitchen came with these like built in little 
cupboard slot things for wine bottles, which often just have like sparkling water bottles in them. But anyway, they're for wine. I noticed that everyone is full. Someone has like stocked us up on red wine. And I look at that and I said, and then Jonathan, because I was like, Jonathan, did, did you, did you go shopping? Did you, what, what is this? And he's like, oh yeah, I was, you know, I went to the wine store today and I said, honey, I told you. Get behind me, Satan. I told you. That's what it felt like. I said, I told you I was giving (laughs) up alcohol and wine for, for Lent. And, and he just looked at me like, I think he was very affronted that he had done this thoughtful thing and I was not appreciative and I was not appreciative, Lisa Joe. And I just kind of sighed and slumped my shoulders. And, and then eventually he did say, I- I'm, I'm sorry if I've made it harder for you. And I said, yes, thank you. You have. <laughs> so now <laughs> not only can I not just, you know, reach for that comfort, oh, but no. I have like six bottles of yeah. it just staring at me every time I make dinner. <laughs> Listen, Easter Easter is going to be good for you guys. <laughs> Easter Sunday is going to be five star. But it's funny because that's literally what happened to me. Like I had this new shipment come in. Uh, we have the Nespresso Why, coffee Lord? maker. Yes. And I had done this research before oh, Lent on oh. this new darker coffee oh, no. I wanted to try. And it's like the pots are, they're really beautiful. It's very fancy. It's like, it's in like dark uh, shades of purple and dark blue and mint. <laughs> night and like comes in this gorgeous packaging too like it's this black sleeve like this cardboard sleeve you crack open and there's the coffee and when I received it I was like no 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 Lisa Joe it is almost as if the dear lord in heaven is making this harder for us than it needed to be like we wanted it to be easy and Jesus is like well sure if you're offering this let's just I see know. how <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. And I, so I think it's important for context if you haven't listened to our last episode for to just explain that part of why we're joking about it, but we don't, I, I won't speak for Christy. I haven't experienced this, or at least let me put it this way. I don't actually want to experience this as deprivation. What I want to experience is a pinprick, like an arrow when you are looking for comfort, when you are looking for love, when you're looking for warmth, when you're looking for encouragement on a terrible Monday night or a very hard Tuesday morning, come to me. Like that's what Jesus' offer is. Come to me. Like all you are thirsty, all you are hungry, like come to me. Jesus is the promise of enough. And I've never done a Lent where I've given something up that's a pleasure. That's And I thought... <laughs> I thought because I was choosing something so small like coffee, it would be easy. Mm-hmm. But what I didn't realize is the cumulative effect of daily, daily. pleasure. Yeah. And, and I think that is the beauty of what God's created in our king in this world of ours. But coffee is like a daily tabernacle. Like that is, it has become like a moment I go to for joy, for pleasure, for in the afternoon slump when I still have three more meetings to go. Like there's a coffee waiting for me and a frother and a foam and what flavor am I going to have? And and now when that <laughs> happens, <laughs> I actually don't sense, I, I feel sad that I can't have it, but I don't feel deprived. I feel curious. I feel like, oh, this is what it's like to say, to actually think of Jesus in those moments. And I'm forced to think of him because he's the reason I'm not drinking the coffee. Now, I won't say I immediately feel comfort and full just meditating on <laughs> Jesus. Like, I don't, okay? But I feel connected to him. I feel curious. I feel like I can tell him, oh, 
I wish I was having coffee right now. Uh, what are you up to? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I just yes. I feel the a, a much more physical like connection to him, not just a spiritual connection, but something in my body is now mm-hmm. turning to him mm-hmm. that wasn't before. And I'll say last week we talked about our friend Ann Voskamp who has talked for years about recording gratitude. And one of the things she wrote about in her most recent book, Waymaker, is a Latin phrase I'd never heard before. I think Augustine uh, coined it. He talked about incur- incurvitis in se is what it's called. It's to be, it means to be turned in on ourselves. And if Jesus is the way and there's a straight path leading to him, humans' sinful nature is not to take that path, but instead to curve back and take the path back to me and what I want and what comforts me and what makes sense of my world. And we are built that way to self-soothe and to self-comfort. And we live in a self-care culture. We do. (laughs) We want to tell you, you are entitled. And listen, I am all for self-care. I like lying in the bath for an hour reading a book. I want to have a massage. I want I want all of the self-care. The problem is there is a difference between self-care that is healthy and life-giving for everyone around you because what it is doing is creating in you the space and the energy to continue to serve and to love well on the straight path. And then there's the kind of care that gets crooked. It gets broken and it's like a bone that needs to be reset because it is bending back into yourself. And all you are doing now is becoming kind of like Proverbs talks about the voice, the the sluggard that just says more, more. I just want more. There's this image in Proverbs, I'll never forget it, of the sluggard who's so tired. Such a great word, the sluggard. The sluggard. You said enough anymore. (laughs) It's like a slothful, lazy, hungry person, greedy. He has his arm in the food jar to get food to feed himself, but he's tired now. He's too tired to even feed himself. He just has his arm <laughs> in the jar, in the jar oh my goodness. as he's grunting more and more. Yeah. That is the image of who I am. I know it about myself. I want more Netflix and more time alone and more ice cream and more books and more excuses for why I shouldn't have to show up for people or responsibilities or the church. Wow, that was a like a little preach there. But my point is simply that we are designed through sin. We're not designed. We're broken through sin to want to curve in and give ourselves what we want. And Lent is, is I feel like what it's doing is it's kind of like taking that thing that's, that, that I'm bending toward like a carrot, you know, <laughs> like moving it out in front of me <laughs> yes. to like where Jesus is. And yes. it's like, look up, like over yes. here. Beautiful. And it's just helping me remember I I am not designed to meet all my own comforts mm-hmm. that actually Christ is offering to take me home to him where I'm supposed to find those things. I think one side effect of living as you and I do here in the United States in a prosperous, materially rich culture and nation, generally speaking, is that self-care for some of us sometimes in some seasons can turn into just a habit of self-indulgence. Mm. And I feel oh, that that's too. A good word. It's just self-care so, to self-indulgence. Yeah. It, wow. it just be, can become just a habit. It, it, become a, it can become a way of life. 
Um, and I feel that too. And it's, it's pretty easy. It's pretty easy for me to have a, a glass of wine with dinner. It's easy for you to have the fancy new coffee in a, in a life where a lot of other things are not easy, but indulging ourselves regularly with some more, um, you know, flavorful pleasures is fairly easy. And so when a lot of things, and I'll be honest, a lot of things in our culture are, are broken, are not healthy, are not whole and 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 we can feel the 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 aches and pains of of living in a culture and and li- and and a modern life where um a lot can just you know produce anxiety or can just be hard you know life life <laughs> i i read a phrase late recently gosh i remember i wish i could remember where i read it. it was some some writer i follow on instagram or something and he said something about the sand oh no 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 i think it was in this memoir i'm reading i think it was adam McHugh said something about the sandy gears of life and i thought <laughs> yes <laughs> that is it. <laughs> and I think he was saying for him, he's a sommelier, he's a, he's a, he does wine tours, he writes about wine. He said, you know, at its best, wine, a glass of wine can be a lubricant for the sandy gears of life. Well, you know, what I've been left with, like, like recently, um, I think I mentioned last week, um, or I, did I mention it just now? This is what happens, Lisa Joe, when you just continue a conversation. I don't know where in the conversation this fell, but I know I mentioned that on an ordinary, you know, Monday or Tuesday, my daughter had a play date. Um, these two girls love to bake. And the funny thing is my, um, my kitchen had just had a thorough cleaning. So there was that. And then these girls want to bake. And I, you know, I just said, yes, I wanted them to, I wanted them to have that experience, but oh my goodness, you know, yeah, I, I don't need to say anymore. And, um, and just for me, it's not even the mess so much. It's just the frazzle of little voices doing little things and needing to be present. You know, I really, I'd had a long day and I kind of wanted to just be alone in my room with my book. Um, but instead, you know, there I was part of this frazzled baking experience. Um, and at the end of it, when it was time to cook dinner, oh, Lisa Joe, <laughs> I remember thinking, what do I do now? Like if I could start making dinner, clean up the, if I could pour a glass of wine and then clean up the cake mess and make dinner, I would be okay. But I can't pour that glass of wine and I just feel so frazzled and now I have to make dinner and I don't really like making dinner and uh, and I just remember thinking like, ugh, what do I do now? And it is, it's in that moment where I, I, I have told myself, I've promised myself I won't take the habitual path of whether we call it in that moment self-care or self-indulgence. I think on a normal day it is self-care, but because it it's the thing I can always do. It has, you know, it has this potential to become a habit of self-indulgence. And so in that moment, like you, I was like, well, Jesus, <laughs> what are we going to do now? We're going to clean up, you know, and, and actually to be fair, I think Jesus did show up in the person of my husband because my husband did most of the cleaning. So I will say that. Um, but yeah, just in that moment of like the you feel the sandy gears of life and where is the comfort? Where is the lubricant? how good it is to to choose to be in a place where in that moment we say okay i won't i won't do the habitual thing to care for myself i'll just turn to jesus christ and see what happens and i love that word you used curious what will happen next to be curious about that to be open to that in a way that i generally am not because i'm just ready to take care of myself in each moment um right cuz i'm the king of my own kingdom and for me that's what it is it's an it's a choice to abdicate so every time i want to make myself feel better in even the most basic way to then that's why i'm curious to look over at the person who is the king and say all right so like what now what man now? Like, <laughs> 
what are we doing with this time? And I feel that way, particularly you in the evenings. But if for me, it's the mornings when I'm driving kids and I'm working, walking into a huge day. There's something about just having those 10 minutes, like the drive. When I have to wake up very early to drive kids, I open my eyes and I think, but when these kids are out of my car, I am going to go through Duncan and I take the long way and then I take the back road home through all the trees and I sip my coffee and I listen to music and it really is so wonderful. And now I can't go to Duncan. I'm in this car still. But what's been interesting is my curiosity is constantly rewarded. So here's an example. When I was, when I woke up two mornings ago, there was a message from my sister-in-law who said, Joshua preached on Sunday, and she just sent the link to his sermon. And I thought to myself, okay, so today I will listen to that. Like, that is going to be the thing that feels like a treat. And it was so, so incredible. We referenced it last week. So Joshua has been battling cancer for the last two years, and the premise of his sermon is not about his cancer. It is about what do you do when you have a question you keep bringing to God, and he doesn't give you the answer necessarily that you want. What do you do? And we live in a kingdom where we try to solve those things. Like that is what we do. And this is a sermon about what does it look like to actually look to God, not as your PA, but as the commander of the armies of heaven. And it is the most radical re-envisioning. And I think for me, as I was driving home without my coffee, listening to that sermon, was putting myself in the kingdom of God, not the kingdom of Lisa Joe, And I think that that is what I'm learning this Lent, uh, that that really is what happened in Easter. Like the kingdom of God came and broke through on earth. Mm, it's so beautiful. It's so good. And there is something I, I actually told one of my children recently, um, <laughs> realizing, ooh, that might have been a message for me too. This child was was returning to some things that I know this child had already told me they knew weren't weren't good, weren't helpful, shouldn't maybe be in their life, and they were returning. Um, and what I said to them was, you know, sometimes clinging to the mm, not great thing, person, habit, whatever, it doesn't leave the space for something great, something really good to come in. You're, you're, you know it's not great, but you're holding on. And the, in the holding on, there's not room now for something that could be so much better. And so I think what you and I are saying, it's not that you should never drink coffee. You should never, you know, drink wine. You should never practice self-care. No, but how good for a season to say, okay, I won't, I won't continue in that habit. And instead, I'll let there be this emptiness. I'll let there be this pause, this pinch point that redirects me. And I wonder, Lisa Joe, maybe we end our podcast a little early today, but I too listened to Joshua's sermon and wow, was so blessed by it. It's rich. What if we drop that link in here and we invite our listeners to continue, but continue by listening to Josh's sermon? <laughs> Should we do that? I like give them a yes, little we'll, we'll like give them a little that. space. We'll end a little early. We'll give them some room. So now they have time. Like we could go on talking for 20 more minutes, but but why not stop and let them turn <laughs> to, to Joshua's sermon? <laughs> 
And I'm pulling up here on my phone. I actually have a little excerpt from it, a little mm. teaser. Ooh, so oh, good, good. I'll play it here at the end. Great. We will link to it and then invite you to join us, friends. I hope when you listen to this conversation, we don't want you to walk away feeling condemned or convicted yeah, or yeah. Like, not even convicted. No. I, I would just like you to feel curious. I think that's what I'd like to invite you to do, that the Jesus is offering more than we usually go to him for. And I think that's what I love about Josh. You get the benefit of hearing a real South African accent. Mm -hmm. It's delightful. He's really funny in the beginning when he introduces his experience from the last two years. And so, yeah, we'll let him have the last word over here. Uh, All right, here we go. Let me make sure my volume is all the way up. Emergency surgery for me to have one of my testicles removed. And that was a real bummer because I was both very connected figuratively and literally to both my balls. You're not allowed to laugh at the cancer guy, okay? Uh, anyway, over the next few days and weeks and months, um, as I went through uh, chemo after chemo and then surgery after surgery and then high-dose chemo after high-dose chemo, the same question just kept coming up. I go to sleep asking it and I wake up asking the same question over and over again. It colored everything about my life. And the question really was... To hear the question, click in the link below. 